What's up, guys? Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week, we'll cover the topics most important to you, from marketing and selling your products to winning on social media and everything in between. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host, John Malecki, runs a full-time furniture company and its content site, JohnMalecki.com. Over the past few years, we've seen the value of bouncing ideas back and forth, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 25. Today, we're jumping back to 1995. We're talking about email. Now, as old as email is, it is still a vital part of any business operating online. And you've heard us talk about it before, but today we're going to dive a little deeper into the details and give you some strategies to grow your email list and how best to use it. John, what is up, my man? Not much, dude. Pretty pumped about this. This is uh, one of the parts of my business that's lacking and slacking. So I know um, it's something you've been focusing on for a long time, and I'm excited to learn as well as uh, teach. So Let's get yeah, after it. Absolutely, dude. Were, were you born in 95? Was that? I was 88, 88. But 95 was a great year for me. Yes. I think it was the first year I started football. Um, and I know Windows 95, you know, those were those were big, big days in my life. Gotcha. 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 Uh, <laughs> yes, Windows 95 was uh, the killer. Okay, awesome. So before we get started, uh, we do want to thank a few new members who joined the MFP tribe this week. We had Brian Belgard and Square Splinter. Uh, so those folks went over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. And they're now going to be able to enjoy the after show uh, and some other cool rewards. If you want to go check that out, you can head over as well. So what have you been doing this week, man? I'm actually wrapping up our river table build. This thing has been a long, long time coming. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's got a pre- some pretty awesome video. It's something uh, Buck and I did together, which is great because I can actually man the camera um, while he works as well as vice versa and get some pretty sweet B-roll. So I'm, I'm super pumped for that. Um, and that video hopefully will be out in the next couple of weeks. And then I'm also locking up some stuff for 2017 and getting ready for 2018. I got a lot of client work that I'm trying to get out the door uh, before the end of the year and got some stuff in the pipeline. And I'm also um, starting to taper away from from the small and middle grade client work. I'm, I'm diving all in on the full-time content game. Um, what? Say it. so. Yeah, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a goal of mine. So pray for me. But uh, I got I just got some personal things going on that you know the client the ebbs and flows of client work are starting to weigh heavily on on those. So I'm definitely going to try to get more content out there, and I'm glad to have a great resource like yourself and Made for Profit to do so. so yeah, I like I said, I'd tell you what, it's pray for me. it's I we will we will. <laughs> Uh, and you know, I know a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and some things you got cooking and man, I think it's going to, I think it's gonna be killer. I cannot wait to see, uh, how 2018 turns out because I know it's going to be awesome and you're going to punch it in the face oh, so many as face I believe punches. you would say the year, the year of the face, <laughs> the year punch. Of the face punch. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. So we can see how that unwinds and, and John has, has tasted the sweet nectar of content production and he wants more. All right. So then this week, uh, speaking of content production, I figured, (laughs) 
Why not? Uh, we, I had done a, I was talking about doing some lathe projects and the, the initial idea was to do, you know, five or six easy lathe projects and that was going to be a video. And then, uh, you know, after talking to you and I was like, man, I just got so much content, decided to break it up into six videos and launch them over six days. So this is <laughs> a first for me since I typically do one every two uh, to three weeks. I'm going to do six in six days because that sounds like a good idea. Uh, so speaking of jumping all in, uh, I'm actually really excited about it because it's going to be kind of cool and it will just be a nice little series and resource on wood turning uh, because I know that's not the most popular thing ever. So it's going to be kind of cool just to like just hammer it all in one week. Uh, have it all out there and have it be a resource for for new people woodworking because that's I'm total noob at turning and so I made lots of rookie mistakes and things and kind of kind of share that so that's going to be uh, a, a fun project and that actually should be uh, so I'm going to start launching those tomorrow uh, and the last one will actually release right as this is coming out uh, or the day before this is coming out so by the time you hear this you should be able to see all six unless I completely failed and you see nothing then you can ha- you can haggle me uh, on Instagram but they'll be there They'll be there. I'm doing it. I'm committed. Yeah. So good, good week, man. This will be fun. But um, email list building, man, I, I tell you what, you know, we we've been talking about this and this is like the cornerstone of of blogging. I kind of joked about it being 95. That's when I got my first email was 1995. Actually, that's probably not true. It's probably like 94. I mean, I got my AOL. It was like, you know, master Brad 5000 at AOL.com or or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) I was uh, 17 in in 94 and a young pup. And yeah, email, man. It's it's been around for a long time. When did you get now? Like, did you guys get email addresses in uh, in grade school and in, in Pitt or like? I'm sure that you had AOL. Yeah, I definitely had AOL. I, I cannot remember for the life of me though my my first email address. It wasn't really a milestone in my life, so I <laughs> and I don't remember anything. Um, but. That being said, I definitely was using the internet um, a lot more through my youth, and um, it became more and more popular as I remember getting our first like iMac uh, or Macintosh computer, and then as I was getting older, you know, it was just becoming more integrated into our lifestyles. Um, we converted from you know floppy disks at school to oh, starting yeah. to starting to do things online. Um, I distinctly remember doing like a a stock analysis, like mock stock thing in, in, in middle school and Google just came out and, you know, all a bunch of us were talking about it and the stock was like mega cheap back when I was in seventh grade. So, uh, oh, yes. you know, internet, internet was starting to become a major part in our lives. And it's interesting to see one thing that's withstood the test of time. That has definitely been email. Absolutely. And it's, and I think the, the cool thing about it, I mean, when you really look back, um, and you think about email, I mean, if you think about something that literally changed the landscape of business in the world, you know, mm-hmm. is this in America or anything like the, the world? Like I, I, sometimes I sit back and I think about this like, OK, it's 1930. Like, how do you, you know, somebody orders something. How, how do you get work done? I mean, you get the phone like you don't even have facts. Like you, you have to show up at a location. You're only doing business with people you can drive to, see, whatever. Um, it, I mean, it's just amazing when you think about how digitally connected and, and, and email was that first step. I mean, now it's all web, Internet, you know, social media, everything's on your phone. But that email was that first step is like now I, I could email anybody in the world 
uh, if, if I've got their address and have this conversation. It's just it's just a, a super cool thing. And it totally changed the landscape of business. And it is still relevant today. So I think that's what we're going to get into is just, um, you know, how has it changed? How are people using it today? Because obviously, so, you know, coming from corporate America, I mean, email is life. Like, life. you know, I would get hundreds of emails a day um, on, on a bad day. On a good day, I might get, you know, 25 or 50 Um about anything and everything, you know, inner office mail and just, you know, being in, I was in a, a large, very large corporation. So all kinds of tentacles. Um, and so, you know, it's something that's hard to manage, but at the same time, there's a lot of, of benefits for it. So today, what we're really going to focus in on is not personal email and how you're, you know, working with contacts and, and even sponsors um, and customers, but more on the email list. All right. So, you know, what is this? So an email list, everybody's got an email account. You know, most people have Gmail accounts. Um, I know millennials use email less and less. Uh, but again, the email is, is still a good thing to have. You should absolutely 100% have one because it's a great way for people to contact you. Uh, but there are services. So Gmail is like a personal email service. But then once you walk through, like, so what are some of the basic services out there for like holding an email list? Um, so, you know, I know a lot of us are familiar with the concept of an email list. Uh, I guess what we're trying to get into initially is that you can't just have that floating around on <laughs> your personal account. You know, it's not just like your contacts. You're just populating those bad boys all day long. So what you need is, a, is an email service um, to get started building your email list. And there's some really simple basic ones out there. Um, I know I use MailChimp because I am tiny and I am a newbie. And uh, I know a lot of people do use it because it's extremely popular and very, very easy to learn um, and get into. But there's a there's a couple other services. Um, the Mad Mimi, I think it is. Uh, that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. And then and then MailPoet. Um, and you also have, you know, very high end professional, uh, professional, I guess, applications or, or servers, hosts, whatever. Uh, I don't even know what the term is for them. Yeah. I but, think uh, it'd be like more like contact management, right? Management. Because yeah, that they're going to give you different ways for these, these next ones, like the convert kit and the constant contact. Yeah. So, so getting started, I mean, what you're going to be looking to do is essentially have all of your email in one hub and, and what these, uh, these management, resources do for you is make it really, I mean, really simple to implement and to, um, and to get used to using. And it holds all those emails for you. It stores them by whatever means you want. I mean, you can have all kinds of data, um, stored in there and, and, you know, mine's extremely simple because that's how I function, but I'm sure Brad has like all, you know, spreadsheets for, for, <laughs> for, for years in his. Um, so what you're looking at with like these basic services, so MailChimp, for instance, you're looking at, um, Below 2,000 contacts on your email list, it's free. Um, and a lot of these work on paid service like that. So it's based on, yeah, I guess, milestones within the application itself. Right. Um, uh, along the same, going with MailChimp, you start to pay after that. And they have tiers, I believe. Um, and that's where their pricing is is based on. And, and I think that there's, I mean, I think the Mad Mimi and, and MailPoet are a little bit different. Uh, but that's 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 pretty much the basic of how you're going to use one of these services. Um, so, you know, when you're creating an email list, what you're doing is you're taking the concept that we've talked about um, in the in the the whole course of the show of building a tribe and then owning that tribe. Um, you know, if you have a massive Instagram following um, or you know, a, a Facebook fans, you don't actually own that fan base that is on the platform and if the platform was to go away you would no longer have that following 
Right. What the email list is, is your opportunity to directly connect with these individuals. And that is why it's so valuable. So um, you, you want to use a service that keeps that squeaky clean, uh, keeps that nice and manageable um, and, and make sure that you're easily able to access these individuals just like you would on a social on a social platform um, and, and put it in somewhere where you're not trying to sift through your contact list on your Gmail account um, in, in some instances. Right. So, you know, just harping on that a little bit, the difference is I'm also with MailChimp um, and these are paid services. And what you're paying for, you're paying for two things. You're paying for uh, the resources of that aggregation, like John was saying, but it's also there are different ways that you can segment these. And some of these, again, as you pay more and as you go to the more higher end email services, you get a lot more. Uh, you pay a lot more, too. So when you look at it, uh, so like for right now, I, and mine is not super complicated, as you might think, but um, I basically have a couple different things. So when somebody, and we'll talk about all this in, in a minute here about different ways that people sign up for your email list. And so that's typically how you segregate people. Like, how did they get on the list? And one of the ways that people get on my list is by downloading my plans. And so I have them uh, in a specific list that I know, hey, these people, um, these people have downloaded free plans and these people have paid for plans. And so that helps, you know, we've been talking a bunch about uh, Facebook marketing and those things that is email marketing 101, like right. Segmenting your group. These are people who have spent money with me. These are loyal customers. These are people who are interested in what I've been doing, except they've not bought anything yet. And, you know, these people are maybe just general fans um, who signed up from the website or something like that. Uh, and then being able to send specific messages to those groups. Uh, that's what that email service can do. And the cool thing about the email services too is almost all of them um except mail poet is probably going to be the most uh basic bones but it's very scalable in the sense of um there's no upper end if and it's a wordpress type thing so you can just go look at some information we'll have links down below you can kind of explore all these because they're all very different and um you know everybody's going to have a different need um but anyway um going up to that you know what is convert kit so convert kit or like a constant contact those are super, super detailed in the sense of when I send an email, depending upon what links they click, it'll shoot them into all these different lists and funnels. And you can just do you can just really segment and dissect and be extremely laser focused uh, there. And you might have a list that's like, OK, this group of people clicked on this link, then in a, another email, clicked on this link and then bought this thing. And then they're in this stage of the sales. I mean, it's really it's all about managing your sales funnel and trying to move those people down um, through and and getting them paired with the right product that you offer. So, uh, again, those are where it is. I would highly encourage anybody to go ahead and sign up for MailChimp if just for a free account, just to look at it because it is free. And that's the nice part about it. Yeah, under two thousand, under two thousand contacts. Yeah, get you started and get your feet wet and and uh, and get you in the mindset of thinking about your email list. Um, so going back to kind of, I'll keep rebutting on what Brad's saying tactically, and then talking a little bit more on like how I how I look at it. And what you got to think of is on a social platform. We talk about it all the time. Your content gets suppressed, it gets pushed down, it doesn't get all of the views and eyeballs on it. So what we get a lot of questions or I guess comments on is like, why would I need to build an email list when I have 50,000 Instagram followers? Well, think about it. If you're trying to do any sales tactics or techniques and you want them seen by all of the people on your Instagram, it's not going to happen. 
you know, and, and we all look at that on a daily basis on our own feeds. You don't get to see everything happening all the time. Like, I, I mean, today I haven't even gotten fed uh, Brad's posts and, uh, you know, we are consistently interacting with one another. So if you think about it from that sense, when you start to build this email list, you are directly putting what you want seen in front of people whom you know are at least going to delete or not view it. And then you can get statistics on that. So you have a much higher opportunity to have whatever you're trying to do on your email list, whether it's sell or promote, um, be seen. So it's a great tool for that and something that you know a lot of people don't consider anymore because it seems pretty old school. But if you talk to like some of the heavy players or listen to any webinars or podcasts from like Gary Vee and, and there's another guy, Mike Dillard, and, and, and these guys, they're still crushing email marketing. I mean, Tim oh, yeah. Ferriss murders email marketing and he has an unbelievable email list and it's hugely valuable to his business as well as the sponsors for all of his content. So you want to get your mindset working towards how can I capture emails when you are starting to drive people places. And I think what we've talked about over the course of our whole our whole show uh, from the beginning till now is, you know, trying to create engagement, build this tribe, drive them to places that become valuable to yourself and your business. Well, when you drive them to your website, there's actually a what's the term, Brad, for the cost of what it what it is to get them on your site? Customer acquisition. Yeah, the cost of customer acquisition is what is it? It significantly goes up if you don't capture something when they fall on your site the first time. It becomes much more difficult after that. So email, boom, that's got to be something you have set up. Um, so what I'm getting to here is with these professional uh, services like ConvertKit and Constant Contact, they are giving you, I mean, top-down integration for, for your email list. Um, everything from your landing page to all of your insight uh, plugins and pop-ups, sidebars, footers, all of this crazy stuff going on on there. And then, like Brad said, sorting them and putting them all in places that uh, you know you can directly target with specific messages and make that person um, feel like that they are – you know, having a conversation over just being having ads run at them. So, you know, that's kind of the mindset behind basic email list building and um, and kind of why it's still such a such a powerful tool. Um, yeah. But getting uh, more into what I was just saying tactically, I mean, why don't we jump into a little bit on on kind of a couple ways to get people on your email list once they've yeah, stumbled on your website. Exactly. So so the how we can talk about the, you know, the what we'll, we'll hit into the how and a uh, great lead in there, John, because that's exactly right. Um, the the like convert kit and those things that those are completely integrated in not only what's in your email, but also on your website. And so you'll know this person signed up from this page and they generate, um, you know, all that. Whereas like with a MailChimp, you're you're going to be integrating that your yourself and you're not going to necessarily know where they signed up unless you spend a whole lot of time doing it yourself. So the different ways that, that people can sign up um, and John mentioned a couple of them there, probably one of the most popular and the most annoying um, <laughs> is the pop-up, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, yo, sign up for my email list. Uh, I think, and, and you were, you were super close to hitting on it. Uh, but we always talk about it, John, is that the number one thing you need to think about with your email list, like anything is you got to add value. So why does somebody want to sign up? And it's it's really interesting. Um, I have so one of the ways that I have people sign up. Uh, so you can you can have little pop ups on your website, and I have a pop up. Um, and it's on there, but it's it's smart so that if you've closed it out, it won't show it to you again for like a month or something. And if you sign up, it never shows it to you again. So uh, that that's nice to have. So think about some of those 
those creature features when you're doing that. Um, but just different locations on your website. Uh, but the one that uh, I use probably the most and get the most signups from is the opt-in freebie, right? So this is, hey, uh, I'm going to give you something for free, uh, but nothing in this world is free. So you're going to give me your email address. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the trade-off. Uh, but that's the thing is that you have to add value. Like you have to be giving them something, uh, whether that's just the entertainment. I mean, some people will just are really interested in what you're doing. So they want to be on your list. So they can keep updated. Uh, but others need some enticement. And so uh, a freebie, whether that's, you know, like, and we do it on made for profit, right? We do it with the Instagram playbook and we did it with the pricing playbook, which then leads directly into sales conversion for the pricing guide. I mean, this is like, again, we're, we're living this and we're trying to show you, show it to you, not only with what we're talking about, but how we're running made for profit. So, um, you know, those are probably the most popular ones that you'll see as a pop-up or just a, an entry sidebar where it says, Hey, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, but then also is what can you give them in return? So why do they want to sign up an opt-in freebie? Like a free plan is a great way. Um, a checklist, uh, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be anything big. It can be a one page PDF, um, you know, it could be on your website. If you're, let's, let's go to a product person. If you're a product person, you might be thinking, well, what the heck am I going to give people? I don't know. Maybe it's the top five ways to, to maintain the finish on your table, right? I mean, maybe that's like, what are some ways that you can add value as a product person to that are specifically geared towards the product you're selling? Yeah. And, and another great way for anyone doing sale product is discounts, discounts, coupons, bundles, things like that. Um, offering those in a pop-up huge. I mean, how many of us go on a retail sites and we get that pop-up that's like 15% off, you know, before midnight and depending on the time of day, (laughs) you click on it. Um, but you know, those are, those are huge freebies, but huge marketing tactics for getting this email list built. Um, so Uh, when you capture that as well, you can also do retargeting and there's just tons of power and tools in that. And once you start thinking about it, it's like, you know, wow, I can't believe how far things have evolved, but how the, I guess the biggest and most heavy um, hitter in the space is still email marketing. So, you know, I guess more driving into the next part is going to be, you know, once you have the concept of how you're adding value on your website, it's going to be how you're going to get that individual to sign up. Uh, Brad touched on, you know, the pop-up, which is a monster. All of us have seen them. All of us have used them. All of us have signed up on them. (laughs) Um, And it's because you're able to um, specifically put that pop-up in front of somebody at a time where you think that they're going to be more, you know, volatile towards signing up, um, et cetera, et cetera. A couple other ways to do it are, are with literal sign-up sheets and opt-in forms on your website. Um, and that's something that I happen to use, you know, for people looking to contact me, um, I get their email and it's a, <laughs> it's a kind of a low hanging fruit for myself because I'm getting inquiries all the time. But, you know, making sure that you have that slot on there for somebody that's looking to reach out to you is big. Um, I know a lot of custom furniture producers still like to work on phone calls. And uh, and that's great. I'm more of an email person because I'm able to re- reference it. And when you got a lot going on, it just functions better for my brain. But capturing that email there on an opt-in form is a uh, is a really, really easy way to do it. And uh, I mean, some easy ways are to, one, um, create a form in Google Forms that has, you know, whatever specific uh, line items you might be looking for. And then make sure you're including that email list. And uh, as well as on some hosting sites like Squarespace, you can create a native form, which is really clean and really, really nice. And then you can link both of these directly to 
your MailChimp account. And, uh, and what you're able to do there is just auto populate and crush it. Um, and it's, it's a great way to slowly build that trickle email list. And, um, a little tactic for everyone doing resale. What's awesome is at specific times of year, you're able to collect these individuals into certain categories, like Brad said, and then from there, retarget them with promotions or specific, um, times of year advertising for your business. Right now is the holidays. You know, my email list may get a holiday promotion email, something like that. Um, what you're able to do is just let those people know that you are still thinking about them and that you remember them and your interaction with them and then give them a little bit of value. Give them some incentive to come back and buy again or share it with a friend. Um, so that's an, another great way to kind of it's not going to give you the huge jump in numbers, but a kind of a, a good way to uh, slowly over time as a reseller and a, uh, and a product person build your email list. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, doing the coupons. I mean, you know, I get those every day, right? And anytime you're going on any site of any retailer, you are going to get asked for your email address and they're going to offer you some type of coupon like, you know, 99% of the time. Um, unless you're like somebody super high end. Uh, but yeah, so those are all great ways. One other way that I've used as well uh, is promotions and giveaways. So, you know, you can say, hey, have your email address and you'll get entered into this contest or, or entering into the contest. Uh, you're are basically opting into the email list. So that is one thing um, you have. There are some actual laws around the email and what you have to do. So there's some key things. Like one of the things is you have, if you send out a email to a list, to any type of list that you have to have your contact information on it. So if you go and look at any email that you've gotten from any reputable retailer, if you look at the bottom, there will be an address there. There will be, uh, uh, that's what they have. I, I can't remember if that's FCC or whatever, but you have to have your address on there. So you have to have a business address and say, here's who this is from. And you have to have a way for them to, unsubscribe and opt out. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, you have to make sure you're telling people that you're adding them to the list or more, you know, you'd rather have them, uh, you know, it to be an active thing. Like, yes, I want to join the list or as a stipulation, Hey, if you sign up to get this coupon, um, you're getting signed up for the list, but you need to have that stated. Um, and it needs to be all on the up and up because what happens, and I get this all the time, even though I do that, I get it all the time. Like when I have the downloads, it says, by the way, you're going to get signed up for this email list. You can subscribe, unsubscribe at any time. Um, I always get, a, I get a weekly email recap from MailChimp. It's actually daily, I think. And it says like how many people subscribed and unsubscribed. And then it will say like, uh, sometimes it'll say like, you know, this person reported you as spam. It's like, okay. <laughs> so even if you're doing it on the right way, you're still going to get flagged as spam. And um, so, so as a side note, one of the things that now has gotten harder is that with Gmail and all these different accounts is that they they've gotten pretty smart about because there's so much spam out there. There's so much email spam. You got to be pretty careful about how you approach it because you can quickly just get filtered into that spam. So if you're leading with like, you know, 50 percent off sale in your email header, some of that, if somebody's not interacted with you and you're not in their safe sender list or whatever, it's going to go to spam. And so you kind of you kind of got to be careful about the way you craft your your subject lines and try not to make it, you know, something that sounds like spam, like uh, giveaway or free. And even though those seem like great headlines, because um, what you can do in any of these accounts, every time you send an email, you can look at your open rate and your click rate. And so if your open rate is really low, um, 
you know, that might be because you're hitting spam filters and, and same thing, right? I mean, email is great and you do own the list, but my open rate, you know, I mean, it's, it's not anywhere close to hundred percent. Uh, it's probably more in the twenties the to thirties, um, you know, sometimes up into the forties. So it, it, it's not, it's not like a shoe in, right? Because, you know, right off the bat, Gmail has the new tabs, right? Promotion and social, and you're going to already go to those. You're not going to go into their main inbox. So, you know, you've got to make it enticing and you've got to get on people's radars. Yeah. And, and so that value add is something that's always going to be tactical when you're doing any type of marketing, obviously. Um, and so make sure you're considering, you know, proper titling, taking the taking the high road and doing the right things in the back end, like, like Brad said, but, um, a lot of great techniques and tactics out there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still just such a rookie here. I, I find it mind mind boggling on how, um, I can, you know, succeed somewhere else and struggle so much with something. And, and then <laughs> more or less what it comes down to for a lot of us. And, and I know a lot of you are probably out there listening, feeling the same way is is putting the work into it. I mean, um, the, the, the email list is just, it's another part of your portfolio and it's something that you have to put the work into. It's not just going to happen on its own. Um, there's specific, uh, ways to drive people to it. There's specific value adds. There's ways to get people to engage with it more and share. Um, so you gotta be thinking about that as well. Um, it's, it's going to become another tool for you, but you have to use your tools for them to provide value to you. So, so make sure that you understand it's not just something that you pop out there and it happens. Uh, it, you got to put the work in. And, and, and with that, you get a lot of great rewards. Um, you know, we've been discussing it briefly or, or I guess on the slight, but I mean, driving audience to your new content and, and driving people anywhere with email is still hugely powerful. Um, you know, I know with myself and, and yourself and even with our show, uh, every, every time we post anything new on the blog, it's going out on an email. Um, and you say why it's, 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 well, it's because the people that want to follow it, are going to be following via email. You don't get updates when a site's updated. You get an update from the right. site owner via email. So think about that. If you're putting out, you know, new projects, or if you're if you're going to be at a craft show, if you're going to be doing um, anything uh, that is involving your business, building that email list and letting people know about it that way, great tool. Um, and and it's and it's something that's a little more, I want to say. Uh, intimate than just like a post that's out there to the general public. I feel like when I get an email from a supplier or I get an email from a blog or something that I might follow, um, I know it's because I wanted to. It's not just because it's what they were putting out there to the public. So I'm more than likely going to read it in, in that sense. Um, and then there's a lot of you know particular moments, I guess, uh, when you would want to be using like, only email um, or not having it become you're just a social posting kind of thing, right, Brad? Yeah, that's a, a great example because, and I I, I didn't <clears throat> mention this in the intro of what I was doing for the week, but uh, one thing I, I did recently was I launched a uh, woodworker's Christmas gift guide. And, you know, it's something I try to do every year. And so I said, hey, here are my, my picks. Now, what happened is that I had a lot of other content that was already geared up. And so um, I was doing social, I was doing some stuff with some brands, and I already had like I just I wanted to put it out on social, but it, it didn't fit in in the schedule. So what I ended up doing is I just sent the email like I didn't I posted the site exactly like you said. And and some people will get notified. I don't know like if anybody has RSS feed updates for websites anymore, but that used to be a thing. I don't think it's so much anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, it's still out there. But I don't know anybody that uses it personally. So I never even heard um, it. yeah, so I had it out there and um, all, the only thing I did was send out an email 
and I got a ton of traffic off that. So I didn't advertise it on social at all um, until today, which was about a week after I posted it. Uh, so yeah, you can, I mean, that's a great way where you don't even need social to drive, to drive the traffic. So exactly what you said, John, I, I think the thing about email is just like anything else that we, that we preach is that you have to be consistent. And so whatever that looks like for you, you know, we talk about daily Instagram posting. Well, maybe, uh, I try to do weekly emails. Um, although if I don't have, if I haven't published something, I'm not going to put it out just to say, Hey, what's up and keep in contact. Cause I think that that turns people off. But let's just say if you're a product person or something like I would highly recommend at a bare minimum quarterly, but I would say monthly. And, like you know, it can just be a, a connection. It can be a very personal thing. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Brad. Just want to you know touch base with you. It's springtime. If you're needing any new outdoor furniture, uh, make sure you can keep in touch. Here's some of the trends I'm seeing. Here's some of the new products I've got. And just just letting them know what's up. I mean, you're not even necessarily trying to sell anything or have anything uh, that is specific, but it's just more of a general update. Hey, what's up? I'm still here. Uh, And that that's what you want to do with your email. You want to send that out and make sure uh, that you're just keeping that, that, you know, that's, it's a great name for that, for that email service, constant contact. You want to keep in constant contact with your audience. Let them know you're there. You want to be top of mind. Yes. So, uh, a, a monster, the master, I would say, of our of our time right now in marketing in general uh, is probably going to be Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, Gary V is uh, bar none probably the best email marketer we're seeing uh, of our time. Um, and what he was able to do was drive from social to email and then own it on email by providing value to his customer base, which would happen to be. Um, his wine retail store. So if you listen to any of his content, he'll talk about, you know, I didn't win on, he's like, I didn't win on Twitter. I didn't win on Facebook. I won email marketing because his business exploded once he uh, started driving people from YouTube and the consumption base of his platforms to the sales base of his platform. So a uh, huge, huge value add there. And, um, and, and I, and I love the fact that I still get emails from one of his multiple brands. Um, that is extremely personal and it's a lot of stuff and there's a lot of techniques and tactics in it that you can get it, get personal with it. Um, now granted, not all of us have teams of hundreds and thousands of people like someone like he might, but if you think about it as a custom furniture provider, we'll go back to kind of what I know. Um, once a year, I try to send out an email um, to my client list, which is segmented in my, in my email list, and just say to them, you know, hey, what can I do for you? You know, what what are you looking for right now? Is there any way that I can help you? There might be a instance or a problem or something that popped up with your clients that if you just do exactly what Brad said and put yourself back at top of mind, that could turn into another sale or an opportunity to build rapport or an opportunity to gain um, a referral or or anything in that instance um, just because you personally reached out to your email list and said, hey, what's going on? What can I do for you lately? And um, I think that kind of stuff kind of falls away anymore when when it comes to marketing is that it just gets so broad and it's so vast and there's so much going on that you lose the personal aspect of it where a lot of us still have potential to, to make huge, huge wins. Um, I don't use that enough, I, I think, personally. it's I, I'm, I do a as much as I possibly can to engage on social, but man, is an email uh, super powerful. I know I do a lot of my uh, 
I guess, fact finding and my discovery via email. So I, I kind of yeah. think I think of it as like, oh, just, you know, a little bit more work. But man, if you if you use these some little tactic, some little techniques and tactics when it comes to creating conversations with people, you can really hit home runs in email marketing. And and, and it all is going to start with, you know, getting your mind and, and thought process around, Hey, build this email list. I can definitely, I can communicate with people, um, much, much easier. And ironically, that's exactly why brands love email lists, right? You know I mean? We talked to how many bloggers they that love to destroy my email. Yeah, love it. I and we subscribe them all the time. But <laughs> besides that, you know, brands still find an email list valuable if you're looking to build your personal content portfolio. Like, don't oh, get me yeah. wrong, it's not it's not the number one seller as much as it used to be. It used to be, you know, I have X email, X people on my email list, but it's still something that's hugely valuable for your portfolio, right? I completely agree. And and I think it's funny because the way that so I'm very uh, I am very do not email me. I'm 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 not like an inbox zero type guy. But, um, you know, it's funny just as you said that and thinking like any time that I like I'll sign up because I'll do the same thing. right? I'll, I'll sign up to get a free download or whatever. And nine times out of 10, I'm immediately unsubscribing. And it's because I just know what's coming on the back end, which is typically abused by by retailers, you know, and it's like I'm getting an email every two days from Gap or Old Navy or whatever. And I'm like, okay, look, like I wanted the coupon to go buy my print tees and now I'm done. Like I'm, you know, like that's that's something that I think you have to be careful with. But I really like, you know, where you're going with the whole personalization is that it, it, it's it's an art, man. It is totally an art. You have to be genuine and you have to constantly add value. And I've seen some folks that do really well. They almost use the email as a blog. It's like they say something, you know, they tell a story, they tell something funny. So when you get that email, you want to read it because you're like, what are they going to talk about today? It's, it's almost like their social post. Uh, so if you can get into that in your email where people are not like, you know, me, I'm like, I hate email uh, from from companies in the most part. Uh, but there are some emails that I get that I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, I can't wait to see what this says today. Like because I know they're they're bringing information to me um, or that I'm going to learn something or I'm going to get a laugh or whatever. And and that's where you want to be. So, you know, just think about think about how you use that and whether that's a, a weekly newsletter, you have some of the, uh, you know, coupon codes, whatever it is, make sure that there's a reason why they want to open it and a reason why they want to click it. Uh, and the other cool thing is that with a service like MailChimp, and I don't know if you can do it in the free version, but for sure in the paid version, um, you can actually do split testing. You can do A-B testing. And we've talked about that for like ads and different things. Uh, but you could test different titles. So you can send, um, so I could send a list, I could send an email out and send it to a small portion. So maybe I send it to a thousand people. I send one email header then to another thousand people, I send another email header. And then what MailChimp will do is it'll look to see what had the most open rates. And then it will say, okay, this one won, you know, this one had an open rate of 48%. This one had an open rate of 22%. Um, I say, okay, clearly the copy on the 48% was the best one. Now send that to the rest of my list. And so that's a cool way too. So there's some, some other tactics that uh, these email services can help you figure out like, 
what are people resonating with just for, you know, subject line. And you can also look within the emails and kind of split test what people are clicking on inside of an email as well. So there are things out there to help you craft better communication and to, to make it enticing and value added. Yeah. And, and being able to specifically see what works um, for your audience lets you tailor the content to what's working and not just spam them. Um, Cause you know, like Brad said, if you signed up for something and you just specifically wanted a discount from uh, a retailer and now you're getting an inbox flooded with uh, new styles and you're with uh, apparel of demographics that don't appeal to you or whatever it might be, you know, things like that, that turns you off from email. Um, so if you're able to really hone in on what that audience wants to see, it becomes a massively massively valuable tool. You know, I know some of us sign up for emails um, from blogs and from, uh, I guess, content providers because you, you find it as something that takes you along for a journey like you were touching on before. And and what they know is, you know, they know the virality of their content. They know the shareability of it. And what they're looking at is uh, how are they, you know, how did they capture you and what are they able to regurgitate to you that was along the lines of what they got you in the first place with. Um, so, that's why you you got to use the segmentation of your email to your advantage. If people are signing up for 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 product, you know you probably may want to tread lightly when it comes to you know content marketing, um, marketing your content, excuse me, at them because they might not be interested at all, and and you know you don't want to lose them from long term being able to market more product to them. Um, but along the same lines. They may want to see it. So maybe a here and there type thing over every single time. If you're posting a lot of um, a lot of content or if you're doing a lot of email updates, you know, make sure that you're taking into consideration how that person got to your audience and why they might be there and then tailor down your content to them. Um, Another I think another cool thing about email that we always forget about is how easily shareable it is. You know, how how much it's like second nature now to forward an email to somebody or to or to CC someone on something. Um, But that's that's actually a great way for a lot of bloggers and and um, and and content creators to put more eyeballs on what they're doing is is by making something uh, making something fun and then making it shareable. Uh, and and, and it, it's for free once it's in your email. I mean, it's very hard to code something in order to be open once via email. Um, so because of that, you know, think about the type of content you're putting out there. Is it, you know, if it's a coupon for, for, for product, is that something you can share with your audience? Is it a specific coupon for that person that they get five shares on? You know, can you tailor down that far for that specific client to make them feel special? Um, and, you know, those are great techniques in order to to bring your audience closer together. But one, create shareability behind whatever your marketing tactic might be. Yeah. And, and that's actually and it's interesting you mentioned that, John, because that's actually something I do not do. Uh, so even just asking in the email, you know, Hey, if you have a friend that you think would like this and I've seen that in emails, I don't use that, but there's probably, and I don't know if I would use it in every one, but I think that's a great way. It's like, you know, asking for people to share like, Hey, you know, forward this to a friend, if you think, especially if it's a coupon code or something like that, uh, that you're trying to do, but, uh, along those same lines and, and think about what works is that what I'm going to recommend. So let's just get into some of that. The, I, I love those. Would you say tactics? Tactics and techniques, dude. I love. It. I think that's a new word, man. Tactics. Yeah. Let me, We're let me get... write that down. That'll be on one of the t-shirts with purple petunias. Yeah. Hashtag and, um, tactics. Yes, and uh, and per se. 
That one's for you, Johnny Brook. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think so getting into some of those, uh, because, and I have been doing it for a while, the whole email thing, and this is one of the, um, you know, like I'm, you guys know my story by now of, of I started the blog before I really started doing, um, you know, YouTube and, and more of the, the content that most of you guys are familiar with. But one of the things during uh, the blog conferences that I learned was all about email. So I, I learned early on about email and, and I've been doing it for, you know, over three years now. And so some of the things that I would highly recommend and MailChimp is what I use. And so that's what I'm most familiar with, but every service will have something similar, I believe is going in and looking. So when you send an email in MailChimp, it's called a campaign. And so you set up a campaign uh, and that might just be a weekly newsletter what I do is I, I go back about, you know, after the it's been out there for five days or a week and I'll look at the open rate and I'll look at the click rate. And the, the thing I'd really like about MailChimp uh, is the way they do it is that you can actually click on uh, a click map so I can go in and it will show me the email like it, it'll literally pull up the email as it was sent. Uh, so it looks like I'm reading it. But then over every link, it will show me the percentage of clicks that that link got out of the total page. So if you add them all up, it would equal 100%. So well, basically what it shows me is like, okay, you know, where are the clicks? So it's almost like a heat map of the clicks. And that allows me to know what's working and what's not. And one of the, uh, one of the little uh, tactics that I use is at the bottom of my email, a bottom of every email. So this is kind of what I do instead of asking for a follow or asking for a forward. As I say, here's some projects you may have missed. And I have some older projects because what I know is not everybody opens every email and not everybody has seen my older projects. And especially for people who are new to the list. Um, and, and I'll talk about what I also do for new people here in just a second. Uh, but I'll have that down there. And then I use that heat map or that that click map um, extensively down there because then I know which of those projects are resonating. And then whenever I have a new project, I'll look at the one that got the least amount of clicks over the past two or three emails. I'll delete that one and I'll put in the new email. And so what it allows me to do is constantly have my best content there at the bottom of ones that I know people are clicking on. And, you know, every single time uh, there are projects like my flip top and my minder stand get the most clicks on that email every single time I send it out, even though you and you might think like, why would I send something out old? I've probably sent out 50 emails with those same links and they're always the top clicked. So, you know, if it's just the new people, like I don't know who individually is clicking it, but I just know it performs. And so I keep it there. So so using that uh, data management and kind of analytic side, um, you know, I would highly recommend however you can do that. Make sure you're you're reviewing your emails after you send them to see what works and do more of what works. Yeah. And so as we as we typically do here on the show, I mean, I know this is sounding overbearing. I know getting started is what we're trying to you know, show is, is that it's something that you definitely want to be thinking about doing. I mean, from your end, Brad, what, how much time do you think you put into email marketing, building your email list, you know, and, 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 and engaging and dealing with all that, I guess, per, you know, per month and per week? Because that's something that is like me sitting here. It's like, wow, jaws on the floor. I'm drooling. I have notes all over the place. You know, <laughs> why don't you give a little bit of insight on like, you know, time management as a, as long as, as it comes to email, cause it gets easier over time. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it does. And it is there like anything, there's some, some setup, um, 
and and by the way, John's shop is is next to the dog pound. So you're here we're we're hearing your neighbors in there, John. <laughs> yeah, it's I actually apologize. not next I'm, to the dog pound. <laughs> I'm a, uh, now the next thing that happens is Brad's going to try to edit out every bark, but I'm doing my best <laughs> over here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, not, yes, John did not get a new puppy. Uh, that's his <laughs> his his neighbor in the business. Uh, but anyway, the uh, so yes, so going going in and what does it take? Um, like I said, like anything, there's some initial setup. So, uh, the beauty about these email services as well is what you typically will do is set up a template. So you will set up a template email, um, you know, and setting up the template email will take some time. And I probably spent, you know, just because I'm me, uh, I probably spent, you know, four or five hours just messing around, trying to figure it out first and then understanding what I wanted. And I tweaked and tweaked. Um, but once you get the template, it's pretty easy. So I've got kind of like a header. And then the way my email is set up is I will do a short intro paragraph. Hey guys, it's Brad this week. And I'll just kind of like talk in a few sentences. Like it's literally like usually two to four sentences about what's in the email. Then I will have a placeholder for whatever new project there is. Uh, and I, and that will look like a title, a thumbnail, and again, you know, three or four sentences on that with links. Uh, and then another one Then I have in there also, um, like a link to my tools page. And then on the bottom, like I mentioned, I have those different things. So any individual email, like after I got that all set up, if I want to send an email out, I can do it in a matter of 15 minutes max, uh, which the value for that is, is huge. And, and, you know, if I'm doing really good, I could probably do it in 10, um, because all of a sudden you've got this template and all you do is just change the pictures, change the titles, change the links, and it's it's very easy to update. So, uh, yeah, it, it does sound like a lot, John. And, uh, you know, going back and like looking at the statistics, you know, you might take a little bit more time than that. Um, but honestly, it's not that heavy. It's not that heavy at all. And if you want to make it super light and just do text and you don't even like I've actually heard that 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 resonates better that it is a lot more personal when it's not all designed with a header and everything, that it just looks like a personal email, that those actually do well um, also. So, yeah, there's there's not a lot of involved in it, honestly, once it's um, once it's down and, and going. Yeah, I think a lot of the time invested comes in like the marketing and the strategy behind how you're going to drive people to the email. So, you know, managing it is uh, I'm 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 right with you there. I use templates for everything. Um, the like even the made for profit account. You guys notice I try to keep those looking as similar as possible, and um, we're going to continually improve upon it. There's some resources out there. I think um I think Neil Patel. I don't know if you know who that is, Brad, but he's a yeah. he's a pretty well known um digital marketer, and and he's got some some great resources out there. Um, I'll definitely leave some links in the in the show notes for you guys uh in order to check that out but i mean email marketing is, is still a monster it's still something that um all of the all the businesses and brands out there with tons of money are are still using and i think um most of us are letting it fall to the wayside which is i i believe a big mistake i know for me personally looking back on the past 3 or 4 years i've been in business now um definitely wish i would have put more time into it and it's definitely something on my on my to-do list um, to make sure that I'm locked, locked super tight and ready to roll with my email list for 2018. So, um, you know, kind of in, in, uh, w- with where we're at, there's, there's so many directions you can go and there's so many great resources out there. I'm highly going to advise, you know, jumping into, um, some of the, you know, the, I guess the natural Google funnels that are out there for, for email marketing. Um, yeah, they seem spammy and salesy, but a lot of them are really good. I know, I know, I know ClickFunnels and I know, uh, you know, some of these, 
uh, online marketers have like webinars and, and such, um, I'd advise signing up and, you know, take a, take an hour or two hour webinar, just watch it and take some notes. You don't have to pay for the service after they're almost always free. Um, you can gain a little bit of knowledge and insight here and there and then piece it together and use it for what you want to. And if you want, um, down the line, you can invest in it. And, and it's, and uh, this is just, just like everything else that we talk about on the show. Um, if you really want to become a professional at it, you know, invest the time and the money into becoming a professional at it. And I, and I believe that email marketing is one of those, one of those tactics that isn't underutilized, but it's something that kind of gets thrown to the wayside that you can definitely be a change the game for you when it comes to, uh, to building your online portfolio as well as your sales. Absolutely. And, uh, before we wrap up, I will add, just one of the things that, you know, going through some of those courses and things uh, that I have found to be the most useful, and I think it really sets the stage, and I, I, would, I would highly recommend it once you set up your email list, and that is um, having a welcome email. And so the cool thing about these email services, again, is that most of them, you can set up uh, automation. And so based upon certain events that happen, certain things will will happen in response. And one of those things that I've set up is a welcome email. So anytime anybody signs up for my email list or is added to my email list, they get a welcome email for me. Because if, if you think about it, if somebody goes and signs up on your website and they say, hey, I, they get the pop up and it says, hey, do you want to have free new plans every week? And I'll say, yeah, I, I want to. So I sign up. And then what happens? Nothing. Right. And then maybe you don't send out an email for two weeks and they're like, well, what just happened? So having that email, it literally goes out uh, the same day is that they sign up. It says, hey, welcome. Thanks for signing up. And it's basically setting expectations. Hey, thank you for signing up for the newsletter. Here's what you should expect. Uh, I'm going to send out emails weekly. I'm not going to spam you. Uh, and then I just kind of talk about it. And then I've I, I took that. That's where I started. And you can also that's a great t- um, <clears throat> excuse me. That's a great place to tell your story. Because you got to think that there's going to be a lot of people that are signing up for your email that have just landed on a single page on your website, especially if you're a content person. But even if you're a product person, they searched for whatever product or piece of content, they consumed it and they go, wow, this is pretty cool. But they don't really know who you are and they sign up for your email list. So this gives you a chance to tell your story, tell them why you're doing it, what you're all about. Uh, And then I took that a step further and set up an email drip. And so a drip, just thinking like a faucet, you know, drip drip, drip, the drips are coming. And so the email is now actually an email welcome series. And so in that first email, I say, hey, welcome to the list. Uh, By the way, I'm going to send you two more emails this week. And then I can set that up where the next email fires off two days after the first one. And then the, the third one, two days after that one. And so I kind of introduce myself in the first one. And the second one, um, I talk about uh, some of my most popular projects. Hey, not sure how you how you reached me, but here's some projects if you missed them. Uh, so people can kind of see my content. And then the third one is a resources. So here's some things on my site. Um, here's the pot. I just updated that, by the way, Maleki. I am part of a podcast called Made for Profit. You want to check that out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I literally just updated that like two weeks ago. Uh because I forgot to do that before. But yeah, here's this. Uh, Here's my resources. If you ever wonder how I make my videos, here's my tools page. It has uh, all the information about the woodworking tools I use, as well as the software, uh, all those things that we talked about last week in the video production. And so it is just like in three emails, I can completely tell somebody what I'm all about. And it is 100% automated. And I will go in, you know, maybe once a quarter, uh, and just make sure that everything is is updated, like I'll update some of the more popular projects and, and things like that. So uh, that is that one has been 
very successful because A, it drives a lot of traffic and B, more importantly, it drives awareness and just really educates the people and doesn't leave them in a black hole that all of a sudden they just, you know, it's like reading a book and picking up the book in the middle of the chapter. Um, you know, you're you're telling them, hey, here, here's what's up. Here's what's happened in the last three years that I've been doing this before you found me. And I think that's an awesome tactic. It's definitely something that um, if you put a little bit of strategy in at the beginning, it can pay off, you know, in mountains on the on the back end. And uh, and I think uh, with the way you do it, Brad, it's it keeps it very, um, very non pushy. It keeps it very, uh, I guess, kind of discreet. And it's not just you trying to sell yourself uh, like, like some of the, I guess, big, bigger businesses that use email marketing might do. So, um, some great stuff there, you know, segueing in, uh, some takeaways cause, cause as, as we wrap up here, um, you know, we, we both use email, um, and list building to our advantage, but could we both be better? Yes. Um, the one thing that, you know, we want to give as a takeaway here is, um, start thinking on how you can be better at building your email list. You know, how can you continually add value, um, to your, uh, to your audience and, and why email would be the best route for that. Um, you know, second takeaway, when you, when you get to that point, uh, be tactical about it, you know, use the, the fact that email is a little more intimate to your advantage. You know, how can you get, um, your benefit in front of more people? You know, how can you add value and how can you, uh, you know, make sure that the people signing up for your email list don't feel like they're being spammed. Um, and, and, and lastly, you know, it's going to be <laughs> do some research, you know, jump, go buzz around the Internet and find some resources um, that might, you know, we're going to have a list of our favorite resources, but go go just dive into it yourself. I mean, there's so much information out there on how you can win and so many people doing an awesome job with it. Um, I, I think it's one of those, like I said before, I think it's one of those things a lot of us don't consider and it can be a huge tool for your business. That's not very difficult. Once you have your processes and plans in, in place, it can really, really work for you um, and you don't have to work for it. Absolutely. And so going back, I know we've not been doing the homework lately, but we're going to jump back in at homework. I'm going to tell you to go sign up for a MailChimp account uh, because, like I said, it is free. And you if you're not already doing it, go check it out. Um, it might not be your best bet long term, but that's the nice thing is that uh, email list, you can port between these services extremely easily because you can export out of almost all of them into like a CSV file. And you can, you know, you can literally have your entire, you know, you could have a hundred thousand email list just sitting in an Excel file. Like it, it, it's super, super portable. You just have to link up the different headers and say, okay, this is the person's name, blah, blah, blah. So if you want to, to move later down the road, you can do that. So go ahead and sign up and just see what it's about. Uh, and, and start getting names, start getting names, find a way to do it. Um, and you know, that's where it all starts. It's just with step one, getting there. And then you can grow and go through some of these things that we've been talking about as you start building your list. And so with that being said, we do have the made for profit email list and you can, you can, uh, sign up. We give away our, our free, um, both of our free playbooks right now on madeforprofit.com. There's a, a sign up right on the main page. Um, and we will be using that a lot more to our advantage here coming up in 2018 with some awesome new products and, and they get first looks at all the episodes. Um, and, and it's just a, um, something that if you're interested, uh, go ahead and sign up. Besides that, man, I think this was a pretty solid episode. It's something that like I, we, we didn't really think about until we were brainstorming topics. And I was like, wow, you know, Brad showed Brad walked me through that heat map that he has on his MailChimp. And man, was I like blown away. <laughs> I couldn't believe <laughs> that I wasn't using stuff like this more to my advantage. And we knew we had to create an episode for you guys. So it's so good stuff, dude. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And right now we're going to head on over to our patron after show. Again, if you want to be part of that, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit and uh, get signed up. And we do 15 to 20 minutes uh, after every show answering questions specifically from our MFP tribe. So we'd love to have you as part of that. All right, John, let's go over there and knock it out, man. Let's knock it out. See you guys. So thank you guys for checking out the show. If you'd like any more information, you can head over to madeforprofit.com. We'll have our show notes as well as our email list subscription you can sign up for. There you'll receive tips of the week as well as all of our other actionable content. If you're digging the show, we'd love to get a five-star review over on iTunes, and we would greatly appreciate that. If you have any other questions or suggestions, you can email us at madeforprofitpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love any of your input as well as any of your future show topic suggestions. You can hit us up on Instagram at madeforprofit, where we will be answering your questions and giving out tips to help you grow on your own social networks. So once again, we really want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.